We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hello, welcome to episode 127 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast, where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. This episode is brought to you by Rampy and Crew patron supporters. Thank you. Today's special guest is a Rampy and Crew Patreon member, Ashley. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you want to take a minute and tell everyone how you found Marissa Meyer and her books? Sure. Um, I got into Marissa Meyer because on, like, for Christmas at one point, my parents got me and my sisters a little Kindle, and we had Cinder on it as one of the books. And I saw it, but I didn't read it at first. It wasn't until I think Scarlet came out that I started reading because I remember having to wait for Crest to come out, which is, it feels like so long ago. Hmm. It does. Yeah, that was really it. Because I just remember having vividly waiting for Crest to come out. And then probably winter and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. That's so weird to think about. I I know that I recently looked up when it came out. And it was like a year where I was like, wow. So I've been doing this for years. The 10-year anniversary of Cinder is in like January. If it's January, then I was probably eight when that came out then, maybe. Man, now I want to really look this up. So it was released in January 3rd of 2012. Oh, then I'm completely wrong. I was 9, 10. Okay. Yeah, because I'm... Oh, my God. I'm turning 20 next year. Oh. Does it feel weird to to be almost 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... I don't... I don't like this. <laughs> Imagine how I feel. I um I'm almost thirty-two. <laughs> I'll be thirty-two um next month, a month from today, actually. One month from today I'll be thirty-two. Time is such a weird thing. It's an illusion, right? Especially like being in quarantine. Yeah. That it I get it, yeah. Cause also I feel like um, when you read these books at different ages, you have different reactions to them, if that makes sense. Like, and I think that's, I think it's like that with all books, but um, yeah, the, the older you get, the different your interactions with those books feel like they are. Yeah. Cause this was, Lunar Chronicles was, I think, one of the first, if not the first, like, YA book series that I read. 
So like that was new for me. And plus I didn't like books that much before. So. So this was like the first series that you got into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I almost started with shadow and bone, but, and that was eighth grade. And I just remember being like, this is kind of a boring book, which it's like, it, it's the start of a fantasy. So it was just world building. Mm-hmm. Lots like of explaining things. So, which I actually like love now to be quite honest. But like at the time I was like, this is so boring and I couldn't get through it. So I just moved on to the next thing. I get that. If you're not used to world building, you just want the story. And so the world building, it's like, oh, how much longer do I have to listen to this when I want to, when all I want to do is read. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but then being completely honest, um, like Renegades is my favorite series like I plan on rereading that soon it's so good like because I I love a good like superhero so is Renegades your favorite Marissa book then yeah right now because I read all of Lunar Chronicles and Renegades but I haven't read Heartless yet and then I don't have Gilded yet Heartless is so good. Oh, and Instant Karma. Also really good. They're just all good. Yeah. I just haven't read the standalones. Well, Gilded is supposed to be a a duology, so. The standalones and Gilded. (laughs) But you have another year before we get the other Gilded, so it's fine. Yeah, I've just been, for one, I kind of forgot about it coming out this month. How could you forget? (laughs) My memory is a weird thing. It remembers sometimes the smallest thing that's really relevant, and then it forgets things like that. Yeah. Don't ask me. (laughs) don't ask you so let's talk about that then what are you currently reading right now I don't think I'm reading anything right now yeah I do plan on rereading Heartstopper by Alice Oseman and like reading all of her books because they're all in the same universe and I've reread Heartstopper like five times since like doing it because like it's graphic, um, graphic novel. So love graphic. They're novels. easy to get. They're easy to get through, and then mm-hmm. they're on like websites for free. So easy to get through. Cute story, though. Like 
I can't remember which chapter it is. I think it's chapter five or six where like there are trigger warnings. Like there's some trigger warnings throughout, but especially that chapter for um, eating disorders and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's very prevalent in the story, but like, it's not like graphic, like it's said, but like, we don't go into details, which I love. Cause like you get enough, but like not enough where it's like, it's just Heartstopper is a cute story about boys falling in love. Well, that's nice. I like cute stories and I like love stories. Yeah. And then eventually when it comes out, I'm going to read the sequel to Legendborn. Because just looking at the cover of that book alone, I can't wait for it. But other than that, I'm just like watching TV right now. <laughs> like I just started TV is good too like what are you watching on TV right now I'm watching on the CW um 4 444 wait no 4400 4400 yes it's a remake of the 4400 but this time it's like majority black cast and it had like it's so good so far it's only four episodes in and i recommend everyone watch it because like it's getting review bombed by racist like going into the show they the writers and stuff told us that there would be trans characters and, like, it's just there. So, also transphobes. Mm, okay. But, yeah. And then, just today, I started Arcane League of Legends on Netflix. Which, I've never played um, League of Legends. But, um, the show is, like, a prequel to it. So, like, it'll have, like, Easter eggs for stuff in the games. But, like, I'm not going to notice them. It, But it's still a great story so far. Oh, and then Chucky. Chucky. I don't know. Yeah. Chucky has a series on sci-fi in USA. Okay. It's so good. But, like, I've never watched any of the Child's Play movies. One of my friends just said, you should watch it. And so I did. This is completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. And like, it won't be like spoilers. But I saw Eternals. It, I can't explain to you how much I loved it. But specifically, a, sh- a ship with two of the characters. Like, I, I have not felt this way about a ship in a long time. Like, and we only really get, like, five minutes of their screen time together. Yet, 
every clip that I see of them, just, my heart stops because they're so cute to me. Hopefully we'll all get a chance to watch it and see to see if we like it too. I will say it's different from most Marvel movies. Mm. I usually don't watch Marvel movies because they have so much flashing. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that and I can understand some criticisms because like it's the lowest rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's rotten. I well, I don't give Rotten Tomatoes a lot of credit. Yeah, because I've stuff like never that, they never have great reviews to like fall back on. I've never listened to critics, but like this one was ridiculous because, and like sometimes it'll be like some of the critics were like like borderline or like the like um like what they think isn't racist or like ableist or homophobic but is is those subtle things and then some of them were like for years critics have been like marvel follows a formula um you know why don't we change it up and this one did and they were like it wasn't following the Marvel formula. Well, you're never going to please everybody is the problem because yeah. you're going to get people that want that Marvel formula and you're going to get people that don't. So if you use it, you'll have people that are appreciative of it and you'll also have people that don't like it. Yeah. But like, because this is like, it's in the name Eternals. These characters are immortal and we have to try and fit like 7,000 years worth of stuff into a two, almost three hour movie. It's not going to please everyone. Like we're not going to get all the character development that we want. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's really, that's all I've been doing lately. Well, it's always good to have shows that you like, even if it's not like book that you're reading, because you never know which one you're going to be in the mood for. Sometimes I'm in the mood to like binge watch a TV show. And sometimes I'm in the mood to like binge read an entire series. And it just depends on what I'm going through at that time. I'm looking at my bookshelf and just now I really want to reread Percy Jackson, too. <laughs> I still haven't gotten to that one. Really? Yeah, it's just I haven't gotten there yet. It's, it's so good. But, yeah, and plus, like, this last Friday, Disney Plus was, like, announcing, like, updates and, like, show releases. And we got no information about the Percy Jackson TV series mm -hmm. at all. So, like, that was disappointing. Yeah, I bet. And then we want to reread. I love um, when things make you want to reread, though. That's always a uh, that's always good because then you get to enjoy the series more than more than once. Yeah. So let's talk about some uh, fan art Friday that we got because we got some good ones. We got this first one is something I'm very grateful for. It's by Cosmic Nova Flare. Um, I specifically asked if anyone could make this artwork because this is my favorite Jason and Winter scene. 
So it's the the scene where she has the hallucination of the blood dripping and she gets overwhelmed and he comforts her and he ends up kissing her shoulder. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So big thank you, Aidan, for making that. It makes me very happy. I I love whenever I see winter fan art. Yeah, Winter is a beautiful character, and because she only has the last book, I feel like we don't get a lot of character art for her. Not as much as I would like, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And then our next one is a look at Luna, which I love. We don't get a lot of these either. This is by Princess Lunar Cyborg on Tumblr, Um, and it's beautiful. It's the Artemisia Palace uh, above the lake, and I love that we even have the all-glass throne room where Lavana likes to see her... uh, her subjects like when she sees Jason and he has to come in and answer to her for his misdeeds I'm just looking it's a pretty it's pretty beautiful I love getting this kind of fan art too the stuff that we just don't see a lot of yeah fan arts like depending on the series really help form what I think because like for some reason with Lunar Chronicles I have like the hardest time picturing what these things look like oh i don't know why but like lunar conch is one of those series like i can't picture some of this stuff from um shadow and bone like i can't picture it at all i haven't read that one yet <laughs> but i did just get a tv show didn't it yeah and it's getting another season. It's exciting. Yeah, I really like getting this kind of fan art. I've, I've always been pretty good at visualizing um, books as long as they're described well, of course. Um, but I, I love getting to visualize the world and the people and that kind of stuff. Because for me, that's one of the greatest parts about reading. My brain does not work like that. Well, everybody has different reading um, experiences, too. So that was our fan art for today. And thank you both of those artists for letting me share. Last week, Patreon members got to vote on chapter titles. And chapter 18 is Runaway by Love and Theft. And chapter 19 is Rewrite the Stars from The Greatest Showman, which is a very good song. Also, I just love Zendaya. So any reason to talk about Mm. hers. Who doesn't (laughs) love Zendaya? Right? I adore her. I just thought about another Marvel thing. The... Spider-Man No Way Home trailer comes out today and I'm so excited for it even though like probably not gonna like get the things that you want to see in the trailer yeah I'm not a big fan of trailers in general because I feel like they always show all the good stuff and then when you get to the movie it's like well I already saw all this I sometimes I care sometimes I don't And this is one where it's like, I, cause like it's been experiencing so many, like whether or not it's like um, fake or not, this movie has been experiencing so many leaks. Oh, has it? To the point where it's like, like just show us already. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that it had that many. Yeah. No, it's, it's bad for this one. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Somebody got their hands on something they shouldn't have, I guess. 
Yeah. Someone untrustworthy was trusted by the wrong people. Yeah. So let's talk about chapter 20. We're only covering chapter 20 today because uh, chapter 18 and 19, I thought they went really well together. Chapter 21 and 22 go really well together. So chapter 20 kind of got left by the wayside. So we're going to talk about just chapter 20 today. Um, In this chapter, Cinder and the crew are like hiding on the ship. Aiko is like covering her mouth, even though she can't breathe, which I think is adorable. They wait. They try to make sure that no one else comes in there. And they unfortunately, of course, thaumaturges do show up. Thorn runs off to try and distract them so that everybody else can get away. Cress has to jump into a control booth so that they can open the doors. And in doing so, she gets left behind, which is really sad. Yes. Last week, we left off with Kai got all the people on the Rampian crew onto Luna. And Lavana ordered her people to search the ship. So now we're in Cinder's perspective. And her and the crew are hiding in, like, cargo areas. Iko is, like, trying not to... Uh, quote, breathe. Cinder is hiding, Wolf is hiding, and then Thorn and Cress are squished into the same spot. Yeah. I have some, I feel, unpopular opinions. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't like both Scarlet and Wolf and Cress and Thorn's relationships that much. Oh, can you tell us why? Because that is an unpopular opinion, so I'm very curious. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's the age gaps. Oh. With like, that's really the main point. But then also, I would have loved to see just a friendship um, between Cress and Thorn. Oh. And, like, I had canoned, like, when I first saw her, I had canoned her as a lesbian. Oh. And I don't know why. I didn't catch canon that at all. Yeah, um, like, I don't. Maybe it's because I was like, "Yes, you," just random. <laughs> like, maybe it was just like random dart, but the age gap is the main thing for me. Because Cress is sixteen, mm-hmm. and then Thorn's twenty, mm-hmm. and that's always made me uncomfortable. Because, like, the age gap when she's an adult is fine. But when she's still a minor, it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I don't... I know that when I talked to Marissa about it, she said since their relationship is so innocent, it's not... You know, she never meant it to be, like, in terms of a sexual relationship. Um, And then I would also say, like, for me... I don't think 18 is a magic number. I don't think that her being 18 automatically makes it okay. Yeah. And I don't necessarily. Um, but also my husband was a senior when I was a freshman. So maybe I'm biased. Yeah, that's also why Scarlet and Wolf for me. Cause I was like, Scarlet just turned 18. And he's like 23. Yeah. Yeah. So he, that's an even bigger age gap than, than than thorn and and uh crest but you know her being 18 I, I again i don't think that makes it like well this is a magic number so they're okay when the other ones um are not yeah yeah that's my biggest thing because like all of them have like 
an age gap, but like for me, Cinder, um, Kai, Winter, and Jason, mm-hmm. it's not as bad because it's only two years, like a year or two apart, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Cinder and Kai is like literally a year, year and a half apart. Yeah, they're not that far yeah. in ages at all. But but in theory, <laughs> she's 16, which is a child, and he's 18, which is an adult. Yeah. So it's again, it's it's those same titles that applied to Thorn and Cress, even though this is why I'm saying like I don't think 18 is a magic number. Because if if the argument with Thorn and Cress is that their ages only matter because she's under 18, then that also applies to Kai and Cinder. And they're only a year and a half apart, but he's 18 and she, or two years apart, but he's 18 and she's 16. So then that would apply to them as well, because one of them is an adult and one of them is not. That's why, like, like state... One of the things I hate the most is like older people where it's like the age of consent is here, but like usually age of, age of consent is like for like those smaller age gaps. Yeah. Like, like the two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't remember where, but like there's a law somewhere where it's like Romeo and Juliet laws where it's like, it's specifically for that reason, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it, it's called a close in age exemption, um, and they have to be like within a certain number of years. Uh, but I don't know if you want to use that one because I just googled it and it said four years. So that kind of defeats your your yeah. uh, age gap, right? Because your your issue was that there's such a big age gap apart. So that one kind of refutes the four-year claim because that's how far apart uh, Cress and Thorn are. And that's, well, Scarlet and, and Wolf are still a much bigger age gap. But yeah. Those are like the main reasons I don't like them as much. Because like I can see why. It's just if I like feel almost like comparatively where it's like I feel so much about these couples but like Mm -hmm. less about others I tend not to care as much or don't want it but like I know why people like these relationships yeah and I can see why that would be um you know why there's such a difference I mean like I said my my husband and I are almost four years apart so it if it bothered me, I would be contradicting my own marriage. And I don't like that idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, for example, he's going to be 35 this year. And I, at the time that he turns 35, I'll be, I'll be 31. I won't turn 32 for a while. Um, so he's, he's almost four years older than me. So I just, for me, it it doesn't matter too much also because I don't think that there's like a predator situation. Um, You know, it doesn't feel like Thorn takes advantage of Cress in any way. In fact, uh, uh, at least right now, because we can't give away spoilers, but I know when I did the episode with Marissa, she she made it pretty clear that she never meant for their relationship to be um, sort of adult in that way where it got, you know, sexually intimate. yeah. So I guess the age differences between Winter 
and um, Jason are, are also not okay, right? Because at one time, Jason would have been like 20 when, when she was like 17 and 19 when she was 16. And, you know. You are getting sleepy, very sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. Right, my darling? Yes, dear. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. You will not dislodge the hose and blast air all about the bedroom. You will not wake me, your loving husband, who yearns for even a single night of uninterrupted slumber, please. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. Inspire treats the root cause of sleep apnea inside your body. While you sleep, Inspire keeps your airway clear so you can breathe normally and rest comfortably. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com to learn more. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. How much older is Jason? Jason was almost three when she was born. So he's he's almost that, three years I, older than her. That, I'm like borderline like half and half it's hard to explain yeah that like it really just depends on your your worldview and your experiences in life um i don't know i i think that it's probably you're gonna get people that that like both and you're gonna get people that that don't like both so i i did look it up if you're interested (laughs) crescent thorn are three years and two months apart so less than we thought and Wolf and Scarlet are six years and two months apart, so more than we thought. So <laughs> this is according to the wiki, but yeah. Yeah. I knew Wolf was much older. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's definitely my reasoning for like the disconnect with them especially. Is just those age differences. Yeah. Well, I think that you're not alone in that. But there, there are a lot of people that like those ships. So I think you're, we're just going to get both of them. You're going to get people that like yeah. it and people that don't. Like I said, I don't mind it because my husband is like four years older than me. So yeah. I, would be, I would be pretty hypocritical if I judge someone else's relationship for the same thing that mine has. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about um, some chapter discussion? Yeah. Okay. Last week we left off with Kai. And the crew arriving on Luna and Lamana ordering everyone to search the ship. And Cinder is hiding, Iko is hiding, Wolf is hiding, and then Cress and Thorn are kind of squished into the same little section. Um, I absolutely love that Iko is covering her mouth even though she doesn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like I I love Iko. Yeah, I do too. Like I I know that I probably wouldn't be friends with her in real life. (laughs) Like, well, we could be acquaintances. I know that. But like long extended periods of time, I don't think I could do. Because like sometimes like like talking or like texting tires me out. Mm-hmm. So Aiko, who is just always just 
hyper energy, I couldn't do. But like that little detail just I love about her. I think she has a really sweet personality. Yeah. So we also have a return of the glove because Cinder's wearing gloves and she kind of has this remembrance of always having to wear them before. And now it's been so uh, long since she's had to wear them, which in reality, it's only been like two months, but she feels like it's been so long that she doesn't even like having, now it feels like the gloves are a lie. Like she's hiding herself. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like, um, like a month and a half to two is like enough to where like, if you change, like, um, like your regular routine, like it become like, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? It takes 21 days to make a habit. Yes. Yeah. So that, I think you're right. I think it does make sense. Um, And I think that's why it's so difficult for her because she realizes it's only been a couple of months, but she already has that feeling. Yeah. And plus, like, once you change something that, like, like, something that's, like, like, internalized hatred and stuff about yourself or like having to hide something once like you work through that and like you're not ashamed of it anymore it would be hard to like try and get back into that like hiding a piece of yourself that like you're you've come to be like oh wait this is fine actually mm-hmm. yeah and I think that for I think that for Cinder, what's most important here is that she has a realization that she was living a lie and now she's being true to herself. Um, So they decided they're going to use the maglev tunnels to get to Wolf's parents. And I love the idea that the country is sort of laid out like a spider web and everything Artemisia is the center of it and then everything kind of floods out from there. I love with the spider visual how Artemisia being the spider, um, that's the main residence of Lavana, and like that represents her. But I think it also re- represents the toxicity of the entire lunar uh, kingdom because it's not just Lavana; it's Lavana's sister and Lavana's parents and her grandparents and their entire ancestry and how they've treated these people for generations and generations. Yeah, I I was just thinking because like I like don't get this wrong. I hate Lavana, but I love that a villain is a villain. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Like, if I ever say that I love a character who's a villain or who's evil, it's because, like, who, like the writer made it so, like, yeah, there's no doubt that this person is horrible. And because, like, after a while, like, with things lately, it's like, oh, this person can be redeemed or, like, they have a tragic past, but, like, 
that doesn't always excuse what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I love that this doesn't do that. I love that, that Lavana never really gets a redemption arc. Yeah. So Cinder and Wolf are ready to rebel as soon as they're like, they're ready to go. They've got high energy. Wolf especially is like adrenaline is coursing through him. Cause he just feels like he's one step closer to Scarlet. Um, but they try really hard to stick to the plan because it's not about Lavana. It's about the people. It's about the citizens of Artemisia and the rest of the Lunar Kingdom. I was trying to find a specific sentence. Um, on page 168, the third paragraph, the first sentence, but it was desperation goading her, not confidence. That was one of like my options for a quote. That was a really good quote. It was a good quote. I agree. So I also wanted to read a, a paragraph, but this one is about the plan that, that they have for how they're going to get out of this. So they talk about, um, they kind of hope that Lavana and her security are going to be so busy when they get to Earth. Like, I'll just read the paragraph. She tried to distract herself by going over their plan again in her head. This was the most dangerous part. But she hoped Lavana and her security team would be so busy with the arriving earthen guests, they wouldn't notice a handful of dock workers slipping out of the royal port. Their goal was to make it to Sector RM9, where they hoped to find Wolf's parents and be offered temporary shelter from which to start the next phase of their plan, informing the people of Luna that their true queen had returned. So all in all, this isn't a bad plan. It's certainly better than the crash the wedding plan they had before. I I love these characters, and I understand we're still teenagers, mm-hmm. but come on, you guys, was that, like a little bit more thought, just the smallest, because did we really think Lavana was just gonna, after everything, she's already paranoid, like, mm is paranoid the right word? I mean, is she paranoid? Because she's also right. Yeah. How about she's vigilant? She's already suspicious. Yeah. About everything that's happened. Right. You think that she's not going to check. That, hmm, maybe someone snuck in here. I truly do love these characters, but... <laughs> but they, I mean, that's the point of, yeah. of books in general, right? If everyone was perfect and yeah. no one ever made mistakes, then we wouldn't have anything to be entertained by. Also, we're humans. We make mistakes all the time. We're not perfect either. Yeah. This was just a huge oversight on their part. Yeah. So... Cinder starts. Cinder asks Wolf and Thorn if she can use their bodies, and uh, Thorn makes an inappropriate joke about, "Oh, I've been waiting for you to want my body. I knew you wanted it." I I really like Thorn. Yeah, because like even if that wasn't there, like in the text, I definitely would have thought that because like it's the easiest like punchline that you can use. Right. But he uses it anyway. 
and then wolf being like the line wolf like looked less enthusiastic yeah like obviously marissa is an author and like she knows her characters but like that's someone's character with everything that he's been through it's like a defense mechanism yeah making all these jokes all the time. The reason Cinder is asking is because she doesn't like to manipulate them. She feels like it's a betrayal of their trust. She doesn't know what else to do because if they, if the Thaumaturge just take control of Wolf and Thorn, then she can't protect them. I love that because like also with it is how she says that their safety is her responsibility. Cause with controlling them or without, if they get hurt, she'll blame herself. Yeah. And and that's that goes back to a couple chapters ago when she told all of them like this is my fight. If you don't want to go to Luna, that's totally up to you. You can run on and do what you got to do with your life and enjoy yourselves, but I have to do this. I have to take a stand. Yeah. So Thorne says that he's going to be a distraction. They don't need a pilot, they don't need a captain. He can be a distraction. He's going to run out get their attention, and then the others can slip past. There's a there's a there's what I think is a sweet moment when Cress tells Thorne to be careful and he, he kind of looks at her and just gives her that briefest moment of his full attention um, before, he, before he runs out. Like, I, I understand. Like, because, like, I do find these moments sweet. Like, mm-hmm. and cute. I just wish, because, like, that's what I've always been taught. Like, with age gaps, be wary mm-hmm. of them. Because, like, Black women are taught, you know, like, these things for our protection. Because, like, a lot of men are, like, horrible. And, like, history of Black women. Like, I'm not explaining this well. I think that Black women have been fetishized. Fetish, yes. Um, fetishized for several generations um and i think it does make them they get targeted more often um and i also think that they get reported less because black women have a fear of the system because the system hasn't protected them over the years so they don't feel like they'll get the support and help they need if they report yes yes that is exactly it i told you i'm great at verbalizing that's what I was trying to say. But, like, I understand how it's a cute, sweet moment. Yeah, if you just ignore the yeah the ages. Yeah. And, and I think that there's going to be elements of every relationship, whether it's ages or whatever, that people do and do not like. Because I would I would be completely lying if I said like I don't see it at all like mm-hmm. in that way or like in that perspective like the the romance part of it yeah mm-hmm. and like I said I think that I think that's the big difference there would be plenty of concern from every reader if the if those predatorial elements were there but because it's because it's given in a perspective of uh, kindness and innocence, I think it's more socially acceptable, even if it's not, it just seems like it is. Yeah. 
So Cinder and the crew leave after Thorn runs out, and Cinder has bullets instead of tranquilizer darts, so she's a little more cautious about shooting with her little finger gun. But Cinder and Wolf and Aiko, they run out, they're ready to battle, they're ready to do what they have to, and poor Cress is like tiptoeing and hiding behind things and trying to avoid the situation altogether. And that's like cute, but also kind of kind of heartbreaking that she's uh, so scared of the situation. I love that because like that I relate to that more because mm-hmm. I definitely would not be able to handle this. Yeah, it's terrifying. 100% terrifying. So this is where things kind of become chaotic. But basically what happens is Iko grabs Cress and they start running off. Cinder manipulates Wolf into fighting by give, sending him visions of Scarlet on the Rampion when they were attacked. Um, Iko saves, saves them from a guard and they run for the ramp and they run and they fight and they try to escape. Um, and I love that Iko is constantly like protecting Cress and like looking out for her. Yeah. It makes sense. It does. It's nice to have that though. It's nice to have the connection there that someone besides Thorne is looking out for her. What would they do without Iko in the situation? Like, if Iko weren't there... They would forget about her, and they would be like, Oh, crap, did somebody pay attention to Cress? My gosh. Yeah. They wouldn't give it as much thought as they should. Yeah. So, Cress has to... The doors are supposed to um, open automatically, but they don't. So, Cress has to sneak into the control room and open the doors, and Thorn starts shooting so that people can get distracted from Cress. Wolf has to drag Cinder through the doors. She shoots a thaumaturge, and Thorn join them, joins them, and the doors close, and it's like, phew, everyone's safe. And that's when they notice that Cress isn't there. She had to stay on the other side so she could close the doors for them. My, yet again, we don't notice Cress. Mm-hmm. She's small. She's easy to miss. I think this part in particular, because they couldn't get the doors open and she ran to get the doors open, I don't think they realized yeah. that she would get trapped on the other side. That was my thoughts exactly. That they just didn't realize she was on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, all that, like, your, like, adrenaline is just going. And, like, your first thoughts would be, like, to get away from, like, this situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, that happens. But it's still, like, sad to see. It is sad. I agree. But that's um that's where we end the chapter. Thorn is terrified and furious that Cress got left on the other side and wants to go after her, but Wolf convinces him that they have to run, and so they do. And I get really upset that Wolf like gets so mad at Thorn for wanting to go after after Cress and save her because this 
whole time, Wolf has been obsessed with getting back to Scarlet. So it feels a little heavy handed for him to be like, okay, we can't go back for Crest. We got to get out of here when he would immediately do the same thing if it were Scarlet. This is one of the things I love because it's like, that's so hypocritical, but like, Uh yeah, that's a thing that happens. Humans are hypocritical at times, especially for the ones that we care about. And I also think that no one at this point realizes how much Thorne cares about Cress, whereas it's pretty obvious that Wolf is in love with Scarlet. And I don't think that that makes it okay to leave Cress behind, but I think it makes it understandable by why Wolf can't connect with, with why they're so upset, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's that. And like Wolf, the way that he expresses love and the way that everyone else does is different. Mm-hmm. So to him, it's just like they're like they're like everyone else around me, like friends. Because mm-hmm. like him and Scarlet have the like alpha thing. Yeah, they have that connection. I definitely feel like Wolf. If he doesn't like, it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that. He never, he's not feeling that immediate connection that he got with Scarlet, Mm -hmm. with everyone else. I think it's also, it's not necessarily that he doesn't care, but he's still hyper-focused on rescuing Scarlet. And on top of that, he knows that getting Cress isn't going to be an easy option. And it doesn't help him any that Cinder is like, we got to go. Like Cinder's sort of on Wolf's side about like, we have to leave. We can't save Cress. Yeah. So what was your title for this one? Your song? It was Run Boy Run by Wood Kid. Oh, man. Um, Both escaping in like specifically... um, thorn like him just um the second verse especially i love um run boy run the sun will be guiding you run boy run they're dying to stop you run boy run this race is a prophecy run boy run break out from society oh that's great i love that especially all this stuff about prophecy because um cinder's kind of prophetic in her way of of rescuing the lunar kingdom and um, especially in the society terms, because they're trying to escape from the lunar lunar's distorted and toxic society that they have. Yeah, that's a great one. So I chose two. I chose The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls, because this is a very escapeful moment where they're trying very hard to survive a very difficult situation. Um, and... I know my age might show a little bit with this song because they weren't a super popular band for a really long time. They had like one or two big albums and then they kind of disappeared. Um, But I really liked the concept of um, them like escaping together and how important it was. Um, And then I also chose Fly by Hilary Duff, uh, which is just a really good song that I've always liked from her. But I love especially that in a moment, everything can change. Feel the wind on your shoulders. Um, I, they feel the wind as they run away and leave Cress. And everything changed when they realized Cress had to get left behind on the other side of the glass. Um, so that one was a big one that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
And Patreon people will get to vote on chapter titles on the the Patreon page. What was your quote for this one? Um, it's at on page one seventy nine on the third to last paragraph. Um, Thorn flinched, and Cinder realized the cruelty of her words too late. One. One thing I love is how, because my thought process is, yes, like, in terms of interpersonal relationships, like, that is, like, it feels like a cruel thing to say, and, but, like, me thinking of, like, like, leaders and, like, like, the grand scheme of things like Cinder had to say this because if we go back, we have to deal with the thaumaturge again and like, and all these other lunar soldiers that could possibly kill us. Cause like, does the cost outweigh the benefit? Like that it's, it's a horrible thing, but, like, it had to be done. I also think part of it is that they were already divided because Cress was on the other side of the door. And Cinder said that Iko couldn't go back because she didn't want them to get separated. So I think the reason Thorne took that so hard is because he's like, well, we're already separated. And I think he felt like that meant that she was prioritizing Iko. I didn't think about that, how it could be prioritizing Aiko. That's a good point. I just like that, like, while that is a harsh thing to say, it's the only way that this could possibly still work. Like, if we're trying to stick through with the plan, like, as best that we can... Yeah, I know. And I, I agree with you. I just think that that's why why he was so upset. Yeah. What was your quote? So mine was, she gave us this chance, don't waste it. Kind of the same thing. I'm very sad that Crest is on the other side of that door because now she's in the same state of, as Scarlet where she's kind of in limbo. We don't know what's going to happen to her. And we don't know if she's going to live or not. But... I understand what Wolf is saying, that they don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. We're the hosts of Fictional Hangover Podcast. Fictional Hangover is a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on fictionalhangover.com. Remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Now, back to the episode. So for this week, the bonus word hair appeared twice, gloves four times, and captain once. There weren't any Easter eggs. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 21 and 22. Uh, and I think that's it for this week. This was fun. I haven't had someone to talk to about like stuff other than like my siblings for a mm-hmm. while. So... This is a lot of fun. 
Good. I'm glad you liked it. Well, everyone, until next time, keep reading, keep listening, and don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rampian Crew Patreon member Ashley. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening.